Security researchers have reportedly discovered that recently indicted former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort used Bond 007 as one of his computer passwords. He also signed his checks from Russia with love. Hey, now. Um, so the Republicans are going to put out a tax calculator next week that, in theory, you can go to this website and plug in your info, and it'll tell you with the new tax plan whether you'll be paying more or less. So that'll be kind oh. of fun for everybody to use, and I'm sure they're hoping that most people end up with less. Otherwise, um, it's not going to be very popular. There it is. I can't find my sound sheet. Sean, did you get that sound I asked for? That I texted you about? I don't believe I did. About taxes? No, I failed you. I shall grab that immediately. I have said that to so many people throughout my life. That's a shame because it'd be perfect right now. Really good. We'll have to see uh, how that system works. Where I ask for sound specifically, and then it doesn't happen. We'll have to look into that. Are you following the uh, big taco wars story? I am not. Mm-hmm. So many wars worldwide, Jack. So much hatred. Yeah. And now tacos. Um, the delicious Mexican sandwich that is the taco. See, you know, this is a different story. A guy who's eaten at Chipotle for 368 days in a row. He's closing in on the world record oh, of boy. 425 days in a row. He'll be there on December 31st. Insert your own joke here. Well, and just, okay, you know, everybody's got to have a thing. I mean, you got to be somebody. You got to have something to get you out of bed in the morning, right? And his thing right. is, I'm going to eat Chipotle more days in a row than anyone ever has. Okay. Well. Can I buy however many years he has left in his life yeah. and apply them to mine? Not that I'm, like, curing cancer or anything. Oh, here it is. So Taco Bell might be getting French fries soon. Oh, my. Um, Because of the band Blink-182. <clears throat> Who saw that coming? Nobody. The lead singer from Blink-182 tweeted about it that he found out. uh, He says the Taco Bell is delicious, and if they had French fries, they'd be the best, but they're not. Del Taco is the best, and for whatever reason, uh, Taco Bell thought Blink-182, not thinking we're better than Del Taco because of French fries, has made them move off the dime or on the dime, whatever the expression is, Mm. and start having French fries. Because they, they have French fries in Mexico, but don't in the United States. Have you ever traveled to foreign lands? And eating fast food, and they have things that they don't have in the United States. It's really weird. You know what they call a quarter pounder in France? <laughs> like, if you, you can go to a McDonald's in Mexico or wherever I've been, someplace, and they have onion rings. And I think, we don't have onion rings at our McDonald's. We want onion rings. How come in Italy the McDonald's has onion rings? Wow. What, what's going on there? Like, eh, market testing, I guess. Mm. Feel mm. ripped off. I, you know, it's funny. Uh, Jack in the Box has been offering French fries with tacos for the longest time. And I look at that and think, no. Abomination. No, that's wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Absolutely. St- it's time to stop rampant immigration of one food into another. Mm. Coming up, the extent to which the Russians were meddling in the election. Some more ads are out that, it, uh, that you probably saw, which are... Uh, um, it's worth talking about. But I tell you what, how how many times have you heard us, me, railing against identity politics and the politics that pits one group of Americans against each other? And, and you see it on both sides. It takes different forms, different tones. 
But, you know, we've tried to tell you over and over again, identity politics leads to ruin. It leads to hatred and suspicion and et cetera. Our greatest strength isn't diversity. Our greatest strength is unity. Diversity is cool and it's fun and it's nice, but our greatest strength is unity. Well, the Russian ad campaigns, if there was one, you know, commonality to all of them, uh, it was to try to make us hate each other. And it worked. Yeah. Oh, on the tax thing, one more thing I need to mention, because uh, the Democrats have come out since the, the, the Republican tax plan was announced, and a lot of them have been saying, under the GOP plan, a lot of people were tweeting this, families um, will see an average tax increase of $794, uh, and this could pay for child care in my state, or this could pay for blank in my state. The The Washington Post jumped on that. Let me jump in here very briefly, because this was exactly the tape I was looking for. Okay. They were tweeting out in numbers that a family earning $68,000 would see their tax bill jump by about $700. And then, as Jack pointed out, the Washington Post has given this claim, made by a, a lot of people, four Pinocchios, which is their highest level of Pinocchios. In other words, a complete, flat-out lie. The Washington Post said, in their haste to condemn the GOP tax plan, Democrats have spread far and wide the false claim that families making less than $86,000 on average will face a hefty tax hike. Actually, it's the opposite, says the Washington Post, which is pretty amazing. Yep. So the Washington Post, not exactly on Trump's side, says the Democrats are stating the opposite of what is true about this tax plan. Well, such is politics. Yep. And and what was interesting was as of, I guess it was about 3.30, no, that's not right, 6.30 Eastern. It's about 3.30 Pacific time. Um, after the WAPO had, had issued that story, only two of the three senators who had tweeted it had taken it down. The third one just went ahead and left it up. Boy, it's not even a couple of Pinocchios, one of those, some truth but mostly false or anything. No, just flat out opposite of what is true. Right. Right. Yeah, beautiful. Welcome to American politics. So, uh, quickly, one more tax story, if you can take it. California motorists now paying that extra 12 cents a gallon, not to mention many, many millions of dollars in other fees. Uh, $5 billion worth of new taxes. Um, Which, of course, you may not have noticed because it was the same day, we mentioned this earlier in the week, that the fall blends of gas started at California gas stations, and so the prices always drop by about that much. So that's the way the thieves in the Capitol got it by Wait you. Wait a but, second, so coincidentally? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Coincidentally, the tax hit the same day that they introduced the cheaper gas? Wow, that's really interesting, because you don't notice the tax as much. Hmm. When uh, that happens, what, what, of all 365 days you could have chosen, you chose the same day. <laughs> the gas automatically goes down. Yes, indeed. I think you're you're tracking with me. So um, a number of people, there are a lot of protests around the state, but not nearly enough. The vast majority of voters in California have no effing idea what's going on in their state. That's how you end up with one-party rule and an utterly corrupt uh, kleptocracy here in Cal Unicornia. I understand when people like us say, I'd like to check out, stop following the news. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to follow sports and listen to music. I understand that impulse. But when you do that, you do miss stories like this. Right. Like a 20-cent hike in gas that they obscure with their own timing to try to hide it from you. Now, I tend not to engage in class warfare uh, arguments, but it is true that this is a regressive tax and will hit working class people and poor people the hardest. Uh, but the biggest surprise may come 
When y'all find out, and, and this is supposed to happen in the legislative process, <laughs> that the gas tax bill passed by the state legislature does not allow any of the new revenues to be spent on congestion relieving new highway lanes or construction. The dean of Sacramento journalists, Dan Walters, pointed out at calmatters.org that the, uh, the people who passed it hinted that it would do something about the state's worst-in-the-nation roadway congestion, but in fact will do little, if anything, to relieve traffic jams. Wow! There is mil- There are millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars um, uh, wow. for Alterna transport, trains, bike paths. The, the the bullet train is probably I don't know that the bullet train's in there, but it's all sorts of progressive ideas which may well be valid. I'm not saying they're automatically stupid, um, but there's I, billions of dollars for that stuff. Uh, revenue, I think re- most people think gas taxes are going to fix the roads and that sort of stuff. Well, they they uh, they are going to quote unquote fix the roads. They're mostly being used to hand out to cronies because that's the way of corrupt California. But they can be spent on bike lanes pedestrian paths, trolley cars, bullet trains, university research, and even state parks. But they are forbidden to be spent on any new highway lanes or road construction because the progressives who run California say, enough roads, enough cars, we're going to end that. Now, that may be admirable. I think it's fantasy land. I, I think too. we make more efficient cars. Yeah, I, I live in a town where they're doing that. They're, they, they're trying to force you out of your car by making it. They want it to be congested. congested. That A lot of people in government see that as a good thing. Right. They see congested roads and they think, awesome. Some of these people are going to start riding a bike. Mm-hmm. Finally. It's like Jerry Brown and his uh, ideological brethren at the capital of California refuse to build any more water storage. The population has nearly doubled doubled in the biggest state of the union since they built any significant water storage. They're doing that on purpose to limit development. They are anti-development, but they don't say so. They don't have the balls to say so. They make excuses about, you know, environmental lists, uh, you know, the African tsetse fly that. Uh, But just so you know that SB1 specifically forbids doing anything to relieve congestion except building the effing, effing crony express the non-bullet train that's just a regular train. And we'll Thanks never, for taking we'll the never money. go anywhere. And nobody will ever ride. But we will spend $100 billion on nothing. Cal Unicornia. So that, the gas tax, everything is designed to finally cause you enough pain that you either carpool or ride a bike or ride a light rail or something like that. Sure. Right. Gotcha. Hey, Joe, I got that sound you wanted. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and watch. Joe, Sean, nothing to say. Okay. Um, so some of the ads that ran during last year, I remember seeing them. They were from the Russians. Uh, more of them have been released. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I saw that Starbucks just unveiled its holiday cups, which have illustrations that customers can color in themselves. It's perfect for people who are too busy to make their own coffee at home, yet still have enough time to color in a coffee cup. Hey, now. 
Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Somebody texted us, Taco Bell diet, lose eight pounds in ten days due to food poisoning. Ask me how I know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I don't believe that happened. Taco Bell has lawyers. Uh, yeah, I wearing agree. sombreros. <laughs> they make them do that. <laughs> Who may visit us, and I don't want that. It's generally not your top three quarters of law schools, but you know what? They're glad to have the work. <laughs> so, so uh, Wednesday they released another batch of ads that uh, that the Russians actually bought and put out there. And we have like how many impressions or how many times they were clicked and that sort of stuff, which is interesting. Although some of these ads. I never clicked on them. I'm not even on Facebook. They got a lot of attention in the media, right? And and if it gets shown on the Today Show, that's a huge deal, even if it didn't get that many clicks. Sure. Which happened yeah. a lot with a lot of these ads. Yeah. For instance, I don't because know Because the remember. media thrives on conflict. Yeah. And, and another thing to remember about these, too, is how many of these likes or retweets are from other bots that are just kind of manipulating the algorithm to make it seem like it's a more popular tweet than it is. Oof, that's to it. elevate its profile, right. thereby ensuring more views and retweets, et cetera, or, or clicks on Facebook. Yeah. Here's yeah. a Black Lives Matter ad that ran in July of 2015. It's got uh, three uh, black dudes on there who died either from police shootings or while in custody. It's your your Michael Brown, um, Tamir Rice, Freddie Gray, one of those ads, Black Lives Matter. Um, 201,000 impressions, whatever that means, on, on your Facebook, was paid for in rubles, 53,000 rubles, which is about 915 bucks. If you saw that ad going around, that came from the Russians, mm. not the Black Lives Matter people or people who were concerned about that issue. Right. Then there was a response with a Blue Lives Matter, with an image of police saluting a fallen comrade. Um, and uh, the, underneath it, it said, Hillary Clinton is the main hardliner against cops. Among all the candidates, Trump is the only one who can defend the police. Also from the Russians, they bought that one for $8.56 which is 500 rubles. So they ran the Blue Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter at the same time on Facebook, just trying to, you know, stir up the S, if you will. And you know what's amazing is the the figures you're talking about. I mean, Putin's writing checks from the Kremlin that, you know, you couldn't buy a like a good mountain bike with, never mind a used car, to get hundreds of thousands of hits, which, you know, makes me want to advertise on Facebook, except you're wasting your money. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this ad. Trump is not my president. The day after the election, an ad that said racism won, ignorance won, sexual assault won. Meet us tomorrow and rally in New York City's Union Square, which there were giant rallies mm-hmm. all across the country. It would have happened without this ad probably, but that was from the Russians, paid for $1.93 to put that ad out there. You know, the president's uh, just inexplicable rejection of any study of the Russian influence campaign uh, aside, uh, a lot of people on the left view it as, oh, yeah, he tried to take down Hillary and prop up Trump. Trump must be in it with the Russians. The moment he was elected, the, and that was one example of several, the Russians were organizing and or promoting all the anti-Trump rallies. Do you now get a better feel for what they're trying to do? Quit with your 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 partisan buttheartedness and try to understand what our opponents are trying to do to us. This one was popular with the gun crowd on Instagram, I guess. Teaching children about guns, the image of an adult and a child wielding guns included the text, this is the way our children have to be raised. Follow us if this video makes you proud. Now in huge hit, 109,000 impressions, cost 17,000 rubles, which is only $297. Paid for by, oh, this is a different ad. Uh, 
Satan. If I win, Clinton wins. Jesus, not if I can help it. I didn't see that ad. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> that ad cost a dollar ten. Jesus fighting for Donald Trump. That's, that's the picture good. of it is Jesus arm wrestling Satan. Right, right. For the good of for the, for the soul of mankind. Texas, get ready to secede. The secede mo- movement in Texas, paid for at least in part by the Russians. On Facebook. And boy, and how much effect does this have? Nobody has any way of measuring that. You know, you're just scrolling through your Facebook. You don't spend much time on these, but you just see a number of them, and it just kind of builds a feeling in your head about how many people feel the way you do or mm-hmm. what's a big problem in America. You know, just, just, well, the impression it gives you. Yeah, part of the reason we'll do polls around here is because often the poll results are at stark contrast with the general impression you'd get from the mainstream media. People just don't think like Manhattan journalists think in general. Um, so, yeah, in, in just taking in all this stuff, you could get a wildly uh, exaggerated perception of how much we all hate each other. You ever noticed how, <clears throat> you know, whether it's Mexican people and Asian and white people and black people, like 98% of the time we all get around, uh, get along great. Have you ever noticed that? That this this wild animosity, this, this, this well, this wild animosity, the, the mutual hatred and suspicion, it doesn't exist that much in real life. It exists, so some, but it doesn't exist nearly as much as you get that. Well, the Russians are behind a lot of that. Some of these ads are so over the top. And grammatically hilarious, but... This ad features a woman sobbing over a flag-draped casket. Tells readers that Hillary Clinton will never understand what it feels like to lose the person you love for the sake of your country with the headline, What Difference Does It Make? Of course, the Benghazi thing. Mm. Now is the Russians. Put that out there on Instagram. What? Hillary. God, how much of the stuff that we heard came from the Ruskies? To be locking her up. To be locking her up. Or... We're still hearing because we found out a couple of weeks ago the big the biggest day in the NFL of the kneeling or not kneeling controversy. The Russians were running stuff on both sides of that controversy. Yeah, they were involved in that. So some of, if not a lot of, your impression of how divided we over are over that issue is completely phony. Yeah, it's just Russian ads. Oh, I heard uh, Colin Kaepernick's lawyer said uh, like two three days ago he'd be signed within ten days. Any news on that? Is By he, a football uh, team? Is he chucking footballs to the wrong guys for uh, a team at this point? The, the Houston Astros, or not Astros, the Houston Texans quarterback blew out his knee in practice, non-contact, yeah. just really bad thing. Uh, latest rumor was that they were going to bring in Kaepernick for a workout. Huh. Oh. Excellent. Is he the guy that everybody liked that I read about last yeah. night? 22 yeah. years old or something like yeah. that? Phenom. Really, really Deshaun Watson? Is yeah. That his, yeah, yeah. Phenom, yeah. Nice young man. Like Non-contact injury. Just running around, his knee went kerbloy. Oof. Yeah, shocking. Um, What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the Tillerson-Trump feud still on. Recent statements, raising eyebrows. The feud between who? Tillerson and Trump. Tillerson and Trump. Secretary of State and the sitting president of the same party? Yes, indeed. You must have the facts wrong, Marshall. We'll recheck those during the commercials. They're having a feud? What else you got? Unemployment hitting a 17-year low, but troubling signs linger. And why farmers are being told to bury underwear to improve the quality of their beef. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I'm questioning the source on that story. We've asked you not to make up stories, Marshall. We've asked you repeatedly. Yeah, it's science. We have enough material. You don't have to just make stuff up. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
So my niece texts me. I, I text her yesterday. I say, how's college going? She said, I'm really sore today. Been trying out for a lot of parts dancing. Ah. She's in a drama and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and I said, she said, I've got the biggest bruise I've ever had in my life. I said, how are you going to have bruise dancing? Did, did somebody kick you? She said, they're doing that thing. And I, I'd always wondered about this. You run and then drop down on your knees on stage. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. That, that maneuver you see on TV all the time, and yeah. I always think, how does that not? I, I could do that once. I'd never get up again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Apparently, they're, you, you try out doing that over and over all day long. Speaking of life on campus, a campus cry bully update. Long overdue, coming up in a, just a couple of minutes. I did not do a lot of dance tryouts in college. <laughs> Hardly any. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, you don't know what you missed, I'll tell you. <laughs> President Trump kicking off his 10-day five-nation trip around Asia today. He's saying the trip's going to center around North Korea and trade. And as the president was getting ready to leave, he cast a bit of doubt on the future of his Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, telling Fox News... Rex is in there working hard. He's doing his best. He's doing the best he, he can. Is he going to be with you for the duration? Well, we'll see. That short comment has got a lot of people saying, what? What did he mean? What did he mean? Is Rex on the way out? So anyway, that's what they're... That's Who knows? It could mean a lot. could mean nothing. I mean, you know, Trump just talks. Meanwhile, so. the president is saying the U.S. is hitting ISIS harder because of Tuesday's terror attack in Manhattan. He was tweeting this morning, ISIS had claimed, quote, the degenerate animal who killed and so badly wounded the wonderful people on the west side and said the suspect was their soldier. In his second tweet, Trump said, based on that, the military has hit ISIS much harder over the last two days. The president adding they're going to pay a big price for every attack on us. And we got I a- wonder if that will work. Do you think that will work? If they get the idea that, man, every time we have a, an attack in the United States, they bomb the crap out of us. Whereas if we attack in Germany or France or wherever, that doesn't happen. That's an interesting proposition. The question is always who to bomb where. Yeah. You just have to have targets. You know, if there was a good enough list of targets, I'd sure as hell enjoy it on a visceral level. Trump's not as picky with the targets as we have been in the past. Got a new job. And, and you know what? That is one thing that, the you know, for all of his sins, the media never gives him credit for. The actual generals on the ground right. are saying the reason ISIS is on the run is we've been freed up to fight them. Right. So, uh, you know, good on Trump. Have a, a new jobs report out. Shows U.S. employers added a robust 261,000 jobs in October. The wow, un- that is robust. The unemployment rate's down to 4.1%, lowest in nearly 17 years. Really? What did you say it is? 4.1%. The unemployment rate is an incredibly misleading statistic, but even so. Yes. The lowest in 17 years. Yep. I'll be damned. Now, on the other side, labor participation rate is still at record lows. Yeah. And average earnings are still running fairly flat. In fact, they actually, in some sectors, went down a little bit if in you, October. If you said at any point in the last, I don't know, 60 years, sitting president, lowest unemployment rate in nearly two decades, the highest the stock market they sets new records every single day, yeah. you'd be thinking guaranteed reelected. You cannot sky lose. high approval ratings. You can't lose with those numbers. Like but. George W. after 9-11 approval yeah. ratings up in the 60s, 70s. But these are different times. Jack, you are a gentleman farmer, so I want to pass along this tip to you and others. Farmers being told now to bury their underwear to improve the quality of their beef. A Scottish farming board claims that burying a pair of briefs for two months in a pasture can reveal key details about soil health. Apparently, the underwear stays intact if the soil is sterile. But if the soil is healthy, the underwear will be eaten away, and the only part of it will remain is the elastic waistband. Good soil conditions are said to directly impact the quality 
of feed that beef and sheep eat and does, ultimately produce a tastier cut of does it, meat. Does it have to be underwear? Can it be any cotton? Gotta be underwear. Well, you gotta have Put on underwear. I can see it in real estate ads. Excellent <laughs> underwear chewing soil. <laughs> you know? People want the beef. That's right, sir. The talent agency CAA is no longer representing Kevin Spacey, a person with knowledge of the decision who was not authorized to speak publicly, confirmed that the talent agency and Spacey's publicist have parted ways with the actor amid growing claims of sexual harassment against him. His career is collapsing like a house of cards, if you'll pardon the expression, as a whole bunch of house of cards people came out yesterday and said, this is what it was like to work on the set with him. Right. The times he grabbed me. If you were a young man, you didn't have a chance. No, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, and uh, the names of pedophiles in Hollywood are coming out now, one after the other. Finally, the dam is starting to break. Really interesting. I mean, we could get into it. I can name some of the names, but um, it's good. I hope the trend continues. These soulless, heartless, child predator pervos, um, most of whom go after little boys, boys and teenage boys. Um, uh, In fact, I can't, I haven't heard about any little girls being victimized. Now, plenty of underage teenage girls have gotten groped and such. Yeah, so it's going both ways. It's going both ways. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. It's interesting. The the pigs, the heterosexual pigs, seem to go after grown women, 22-year-old women, 17-year-old girls, whatever. Um... Kevin Spacey harassed anybody with a pulse, including underage boys. Uh, So we'll see. But, you know, some of the young teenage boys who are coming forward and making complaints, these guys are obviously child targeters. And they're starting to name names. Corey Feldman started naming some names yesterday on Dr. Oz, of all places. Yeah, and that one agent, that big-time agent, more and more people are coming up to uh, saying, yeah, he got me drunk, he drugged me, and he raped me. Nobody wanted to hear about it. So what do you got for us? A college cry bully update. Awesome. Oh, my God. College camp eye is nuts as ever. Tell you what, we got to turn back this tide or we're going to have a generation of, of illogical lunatics on our hands. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. to jump in, but it's not really my role. Uh, We do have breaking news. We need the breaking news donkey. This is breaking news. Wow. And I suppose we should expect a tweet from the president since he once said we should drop Bo Bergdahl out of the back of a plane with no parachute. Uh, Bo Bergdahl will spend no time in jail. No, or correct, yeah. Dishonorably discharged, but no time in jail. No additional time on top of the Taliban jail. Wait a second. And we'll uh, we'll discuss didn't, that next hour. Yeah, didn't Susan Rice say he was served honorably? That's a good point. Susan Rice is a congenital liar. <laughs> yeah, we'll have more on that coming up. Oh, my gosh. What a day. What a day. What a day. What a day. But it is time for a campus cry bully update. Go. <laughs> That's the wrong clip. That's the right clip. The campus crime only update as we track the efforts of the militantly helpless and bravely terrified toddlers of higher education. 
to turn our nation into a kindergarten class with the military. A couple of quick items before we get on to our main item. Vandals at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, have repeatedly, over time, refused to let the college Republicans advertise for their upcoming event with Mike Adams of Dilbert fame, entitled Three Threats to Campus Liberty. Scott Adams, I believe. Uh, maybe that is, but this is Mike Adams. Okay, yeah, it's not the Dilbert guy. Fine, thank you. So, Mike Adams, three threats to campus liberty. Everything they put up gets torn down and replaced with obscenities. Again, the title of the lecture, three threats to campus liberty. Also, the uh, the replies often uh, reference uh, the speaker, my wife left me because I F dogs, etc. C-bombs, etc. Very, very nice. Meanwhile, at California State University, Fresno, when the Young Americans for Liberty was celebrating Free Speech Week, they rolled a giant beach ball around campus, inviting students to write on it. Whatever they think is an exercise in free speech. Everybody's opinion was welcome. Well, a student initially spat on it and walked away, then came back later with a knife, stabbed it, and deflated it. Say anything? Like... So is that just one of those uh, 40-some percent that believe the First Amendment is sort of, by definition, racist? Or? Yeah, that the, the First Amendment is dangerous and, dangerous and should be stamped out. Somebody stabbed the free speech ball with a knife and walked away. Uh, signed their name Karl Marx, etc. Absolutely beautiful. Now here's your main, uh, your main exhibit. University of Texas San Antonio. I'll characterize it briefly, then give you the actual text of a conversation that this student recorded. He's a bisexual fella. He likes the guys and the gals. Both. He was having a chat with a fellow student who mentioned she is going to marry a Muslim fellow. This is an informal conversation out class. He said he's uncomfortable with Islam because people still receive the death penalty for being gay in at least 10 Muslim-majority countries. For expressing this thought, the student, one Alfred McDonald, who no longer attends the school, he was drummed out, was instructed to meet with the chair of the philosophy department, one Eve Browning. Professor Browning told McDonald in no uncertain terms that he had committed the crime of offending someone and that his habit of saying what he thinks could bring down the entire philosophy department. Again, he has to stop saying what he thinks if he's going to be part of the philosophy department. I sure wish in a parallel universe you could run this little experiment where he's talking to a woman who says she's going to marry a, uh, I don't know, a Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. And the dude says, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable with, uh, with Baptists because a lot of them don't believe in gay marriage. Uh, if he would be drummed out of college for saying that, right, if she complained, right. I have a feeling that probably wouldn't be the case. So here is uh, the uh, the gay man, the bisexual man, McDonald, chatting with a Christian student. McDonald expressed his discomfort. He taped this conversation with the the professor. I said I was bothered that I could be killed in 10 Muslim countries. I'm bisexual, so they definitely do that in the 10 countries where I would be, you know. Professor says, doesn't that strike you as an inappropriate thing to say about someone's fiancé? McDonald says, I wasn't talking about the fiancé. The fiancé could have whatever interpretation of the religion that they want. I said something like, yeah, that it wasn't about the fiancé. It was about the religious practices in those country countries. Professor says, how is it appropriate to bring that up in connection with someone's fiancé? 
Are you freaking kidding me? No, this is a transcript of the tape. McDonald says they brought it up, the Islam part. And you brought up the threat to your life as posed by this fiancé. No, we got to the subject of Islam, not the fiancé. Professor says, do you understand how someone would find that offensive? McDonald says, how someone could find that offensive? Yeah. How they could perceive it? Yeah. I mean, if I... Professor says, it's a confusing comment to me because Muslims do not all live in countries in which bisexuals are executed. Muslims live in the United States, sure. Muslims live in France. Muslims live in every country in the world. It's the fastest growing world religion. McDonald says, yeah, one of my good friends at the university is Muslim. Browning. And did you tell him that you object to his religion because there are places on earth where gay, lesbian, and bisexual people are discriminated against, including their own country? McDonald said, well, it's her, and my verbiage was killed, not discriminated against. I mean, death penalty is pretty severe. And what does that have to do with her being engaged to a Muslim? Nothing. I wasn't talking about the engagement to the Muslim. I was talking about Islam in that particular moment. This is like a Monty Python routine, but it's not funny. It gets more and more Orwellian. Here's the professor. If you don't understand why that is, I can explain fully, or I can refer you to the behavior intervention team on our campus. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. The behavior intervention team. Wow. Do they have jerseys? How does that? (laughs) Wow. Which consists of a counselor, faculty member, and person from student affairs who are trained on talking to people about what's appropriate or what isn't. You know, I I appreciate, I guess, going through this exercise because he's right. He could have also said, I think it ought to be appropriate on a college campus for me to say, I hate your husband. I don't like Muslims. Just flat out. Right. That should be all right. Right let alone just referring to Islam in general in some countries. At various points, McDonald attempts to use philosophical reasons to defend himself. While Brown, When Browning noted that multiple people were offended by his comments, McDonald accused her of succumbing to the logical fallacy of ad populum reasoning. If most people believe it, it must be true. When McDonald protests that he's on a public university campus where the First Amendment is in effect, Browning states that, quote, derogatory comments could absolutely get him dismissed from the philosophy program. She asserts his comments about Islam are, quote, very objectionable. Uh, wow. Said it could tra- trigger the behavior intervention team to investigate, blah, blah, blah. How crazy is that, Professor? Then she says... Those are things that would get you fired if you were working in my office. The Islam comment would get you fired. McDonald says, would it really get me fired to say I could be killed somewhere? In that situation, as you described it, absolutely yes. How? Don't even ask. It's clear you're not taking my word for it. I don't care to convince you. If I can't persuade you that it's in your interest to behave in ways that other people don't find offensive and objectionable, then at least I've done my job. Wow, how crazy is that person? And again, I'm sure you could get away with easily saying Christianity is evil on that college campus and nobody would bat an eye. Well, right, right. And then he says to the head of the philosophy department, um, well, I know that it's in my interest. I'm just trying to understand the reasoning. Professor says, you don't have to. He said, well, this is a truth-seeking discipline. And the professor disengaged and, again, threatened to uh, wow. sick the behavior police on it. That is wild. I would, thre- I would, I would threaten you with uh, spreading around the onion or something. Yeah, I know. If, if I, I didn't know, know any better. Thing, that, that is absolutely amazing. And that person is in charge of educating people. That is from the rock solid people at Reason.com. How crazy is that? I'm telling you, fight it. Have your kids fight it. 
be aware of it, read this stuff, reject it. They're still a minority, but they're a scary minority because they get you fired from your job. They get you drummed out of school. These are dangerous, dangerous people. The philosophy department of all places. God, that's incredible. Group think. Orwell, read him, know him, love him. What's that, the behavioral whatever team? Unbelievable. The behavioral intervention team. Yikes, we need one of those around here. And pronto. Amen to that. Uh, more on Bo Bergdahl's getting out. And uh, hmm, lots of stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.